didn't have myself on for the the live stream. I just said all of that with the, I'm not awake today, by the way. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's Thursday. <laughs> oh, it's May the 20th, 2021. It's another Technoff podcast. It's another glorious day. We got another great show lined up for you now that I've actually turned my microphone on for all of you to hear, not just Jeff. This is not a, uh, a podcast for one person. Mr. Black is frantically trying to get his lighting. I, this, yeah, anyway, I think I got it. It's I got pretty it. good. I, you know, I, I think you're good. I All think right. you're good. I don't think you need to go any crazier than that. Let me just All get right. on the... Um, I am, I am unfortunately, going to be standing a little taller here. One sec. Um, I don't know if there's anything I can even do about that. Well, here. We'll do something like this. There you go. I've got, um, I've got shoes and shit on today, and I'm on my anti-fatigue mat and whatnot in my standing desk. So I'm taller than I was when I was streaming... Uh, with the standing desk the other night, and so I'm a little taller than the webcam, but we got her sorted out. That'll work. Uh, it's not a technical podcast, but of course, before we start, just like every other week, I have to ask a very important question. Mr. Black, how's your week? Uh, it's been a, been a good week, actually. It's been, yeah. uh, it's been another week just grinding it out, uh, chilling. Um, nothing, nothing in my life thing crazy. Oh, I, um, um, I don't know if I said I, I'm selling a house. Yes, so, yeah, you mentioned yeah. So, um, I had I had the house under contract. Um, mm. the mar the market's so crazy hot that like basically what you do is you put something up on MLS, and then um, you basically say, hey, say the place went up on Monday. You say on Thursday. Usually you do it over the weekend. So it was, it was actually we put it up I think on a Friday, and then we said on Monday by by noon everybody has to have their offers in. So you don't right. actually, you don't actually uh, decline an offer um, until all of the offers come in. You look, you look at them all, you choose the best one or you reject them all and you move mm -hmm. on. So we put it up. We had, um, we had like four offers. I ended up accepting one. Mm -hmm. um, it went, it went under contract. I wasn't too keen about the offer itself. Um, like it, I got over asking by, um, it was only, I think it was by 16,000, something like that. Um, but I, but I, I priced it in a, in a thing where I knew it was going to go over asking. I didn't like put it at, at the top because, because, you know, it, it, when you go into a lower price point, people, uh, a lot more people will look at the property yeah. and then if they like it, then they'll, they'll, exactly. Right. Yeah. So we did that. I ended up, uh, accepting an offer. They did their inspection. They did all this stuff. And then um, they ended up just getting cold feet. Um, they didn't really have, like, they made a technicality clause where they could get out of it without, you know, being penalized. But um, there wasn't any, like, major issues. I think they just got cold feet. It was a young couple. Um, and so, anyway, that went. So I was like, okay, that's fine. It was only in, under contract for a week, so I didn't lose that much time. Because right now I'm not renting the place. It's the, um, it's the, it's the a duplex I bought there, like, 13 months ago. And, um, so we put it back on the market the next day. We did the same thing. Three days going to get offers. Six offers came in and, um, four of those six were higher than the one that I had previously said yes to. And one of the four I accepted and it was $66,000 more. 
So now it's under contract. Um, and uh, the reason why they want it so bad is it's it's empty, right? And yeah. the place, the whole basement was just renovated because of the flood. Yeah. Um, and then obviously I got like the back traps and everything installed and properly, uh, everything got properly done. It cost me like 20, it's like 27 grand I, I spent um, doing all this, doing all this stuff. Um, so yeah, it's under, it's under contract. The reason why they want it so bad is because it's actually two families. Um, they were looking for a place that had an in-law suite, but this one is actually two separate units with separate meters and everything. So it was perfect for them because they're like, they, they, they have a big family or two families and they want to live together. So they're, they're both going in on it. And, um, so they're willing to, um, to pay a bit more. Mm. So, um, so yeah, it was a great offer. So that's under contract and I'll find out, um, next week if it's like closes, closes. I think they're doing their inspection and stuff, uh, tomorrow. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, no, I was really, really happy about that because it's $66,000 more than, um, before. So yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Halifax right now. Everything's going oh, for crazy. like 50 grand more than, uh, than it, it's listed as it's, it's uh, absolutely it's, fucking it's, nuts. It's insane. I have been very, very tempted to basically get rid of several properties um, and just take advantage of where the market's at right now. But we'll do one thing at a time. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if I'm gonna just end up looking for property that's relatively outside the city and just buying a property and then waiting yep. for the lumber cost to come back down to earth after the pandemic is fucking done, fucking it in the ass. Uh, and building a home on land versus buying it or, or trying to get outbid because like the uh, like there's got to be a crossover point where the the overbidding by by uh, families and stuff coming into province is going to be more expensive to just try and get into a, a turnkey solution versus just buying land and building a fucking house like you're you're going to be paying more, especially right now because of construction costs. But there's got to be a fucking point. Construction costs are insane. Insane right now. Right That's now. The like, problem. Well, like, well, dad, dad, yeah. Like once that settles down, and it will, I don't think you're going to suddenly see lumber be fifty percent more expensive for like the next fucking fifteen years. But like, dad was, uh, dad's out on the back deck right now, and and he had to like come up with whether or not they wanted to um, uh, rebuild the deck. Or just completely sand the whole thing down and just fucking replace the Time lattice. Time to sand. Work. Time and, to sand. And he looked at he looked at he looked at just the what was it? Just the uh the joist. And just the joist was gonna be like six hundred dollars. Yes. For, for for just like for like because the each joist was like what did he say it was? Each joist was like fifty or sixty dollars for a piece of yes. one, single piece of fucking joist. Yes. So um yeah. So yeah, he was. He was like, "Yeah, no, fuck that. We're just gonna, we're just gonna sand, yeah, sand doing, down, replace the railings, yeah. uh, and just fuck, fuck the the rest of it." So yeah, no, it's 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 nuts right now. But uh, but it's insane. It's not. It's not slowing down. The inventory here is is less than a month month's worth. Like usually, there's yeah. like three ninety day, like three months. Like houses are usually like two years ago, they'd be on the market for up to like ninety days. Yeah, yeah. Now they're on the market for like four days. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's there's nothing there's literally as soon as something's on it it's gone it's gone it, instantly so many people are moving here i can't it's, wait for the census insane. the census information to come out and see how many of these people are coming in from out of province it's a lot um it's there's just a lot. it's just boatloads uh of yeah. people and 
Yeah, I mean, we've had the conversation here before, but Nova Scotians specifically are going to get fucked in the ass real hard. And it's, it's even more so because, like, <clears throat> this lockdown and shit. Yeah, a people, lot of people are really wanting to be moving. here now. Yeah, a lot of people are moving here. Like, there's places where I'm close to. We were talking um, to neighbors, and they were like, uh, family, they, they were selling their houses, and families from Ontario are basically moving in here um, because they're just tired of the way Ontario is. They're like, fuck yeah. that. They actually, they, they actually visited here and then, uh, during, cause they had some family like on the outskirts and they're like, dude, we're just not going back. <laughs> fuck that place. They're all coming here. That's, you know, and you know what? Like, oh, I, I gotta, I gotta be real. I talked about this on the stream. I, I gotta be real, uh, about it. I gotta keep it a hundred. All right. Fuck all of them. Fuck them. And you know why? Because these are the same people that until this pandemic popped off, basically, we were like the black swan. We were the outcast. Like the East Coast, the Atlantic provinces don't exist for people that live in Ontario or west of Ontario. Any, any issues that we had here, nobody gave a fuck. They wanted to hoard all the shit to themselves. Ontario, Toronto's the center of the universe. You know, and nobody give a fuck about out here. There's nothing to do out here. It's the boonies, you know, whatever. They think we're all living in fucking igloos and shit out here. Like, nobody... Like, and then all of a sudden, the pandemic hits, and all of a sudden, they're all like, let me buy some of that East Coast lifestyle merch and set up shop out in fucking Halifax somewhere. <laughs> I'm suddenly feeling oh, the light, the dude, East Coast lifestyle. I'm feeling, you know I'm feeling a fishery coming on real quick. Yeah, you know what they're doing? They're going, hey, I may as well sell my $1.2 million house in Ontario and then buy a four or five hundred thousand dollar house here in Nova Scotia at the same size, and then I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bank you know half a million dollars. But they're not even in. doing that. They're not even doing that. They're coming here and they're taking a four hundred thousand dollar house and paying five hundred grand in cash, so that anyone that's here where the median income of this province is forty two thousand dollars literally can't fucking buy a home. And you know what's worse is that because of this rentals as well as you would know are like one percent or under in terms of vacancy rates and the prices are going through the roof so mom and dad who were originally likely to sell this house to scale down so that they don't have to worry about anything well now they're not even thinking about really renting because it's so fucking expensive that they that the uh the cost of upkeeping the entire house and property here is less expensive than renting a tiny ass apartment so like you're 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 fucked here if you aren't already making, if your household isn't north of 250 grand a year, you are going to be struggling to buy anything that isn't a crack house for like God knows how fucking long. And it's specifically because Ontario people and Western people are coming here and outbidding the entire place. Like you are in your house. How, what was the over the asking price? Even though you, even though you sub asked, that's, it's still the, like, that's still insane. 60 something grand 66. over. Yeah. Bro, four years, not even four years ago, three years ago, you'd be talking about posting a home on the market 90 days and you sell for 15 grand less than act asking price most of the time. Now you're talking about 50k plus more in cash. You can't keep up with that with the wages that we have here. You just literally can't. And so you could afford the mortgage. But you can't fucking afford to go toe to toe with a bunch of people that are coming from a market where the average house is seven hundred and fifty to eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You can't fucking do that. So I don't. And and the pandemic, of course, where people are now working from home, they're still going to be doing jobs for 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 companies back in Ontario. They're just here. They're just living here. 
So they, they bring the money from Ontario and they shift it into a house here and everyone else that's here that's working jobs in Nova Scotia going, well, how the fuck are we supposed to live in our own province? And yeah, 2020 put that on fast forward. So um, I, yeah, it's, it's a nutty, crazy time. Great for, amazing. I'm happy for you because it means that you're going to recoup money that you had to dump into that fucking property. Uh, to get it back up to where it was, like you said, you had to spend like well over twenty grand just to get the basement to be not Noah's Ark uh, after that fucking flood. <laughs> so, so it was great timing, great timing for you in that good regard. Time. It's good timing. It's good timing. It's great timing, and and thankfully you didn't have to replace too much lumber because otherwise it would have been forty grand that you had to spend. Well- I, I I had to redo the whole subfloor and everything. It was four thousand bucks just to do the subfloor, which would normally have cost like nine hundred. It's fucking plywood. Not, plywood, four grand. <laughs> four thousand dollars. Four thousand dollars of plywood. It was twenty-four sheets of plywood and I think sixty two by fours. It was four thousand bucks. Something like that. Oh, it's Fuck. just that's crazy, Fuck. bro. Fucking it's fucking insane. It's fucking crazy. Well, let's yeah, talk so about anyway. some video game stuff, because, I mean, my week wasn't anything... Well, I, I'll, I'll a brief recap. Uh, standing desk is here, obviously. I'm standing at the desk right now. Um, conveniently, the, I'm so tall that when my desk is in standing position, I can slide my chair underneath the desk. And so, so I've, I've it's like, a, before, I didn't even think about that. I was like, man, when my desk is up, where the fuck am I going to put my chair that was just going to awkwardly sit in the middle of the room? But, uh, no, it fits underneath the desk. Um... It uh, went together well, uh, totally worth the money. I wish it was a deeper desk. I, I hate that pretty much every de- desk that you buy anywhere that's an office desk is 30 inches deep, and that's like the yeah. deepest you can find. Yeah, um, it's whack. Yeah. It's useless. I don't know who yeah. wants a 30-inch deep desk because any monitor that's bigger than 24 inches, um, I've got this 32-inch monitor, and it's mounted to the desk, so it's about probably four inches in from the back of the desk. So I'm less than two feet excuse me, from this monitor, I feel like I'm making out with Jeff right now on this screen. I am so close to the fucking monitor, it's insane. And you can tell the, the webcam, I mean, based on where it was before, on the other monitor, on my old desk, I've, I looked like I was a football field away. Now I'm literally, you can see the pores on my face because I'm so close to the webcam. So it's a bit of an adjustment in that regard. Uh, but otherwise, it's great. It's got four memory settings, so you can have a setting for sitting, standing, and everywhere in between. Uh, if you had multiple users, like if this was in an actual office setting where you had, like if it was in an, a common area maybe, uh, but I only need the two. Uh, and miraculously, it goes tall enough for me. In fact, it goes taller than that. It will go up to 49 inches. It will take the fucking uh, desk height. Yeah. So uh, happy to have that in. The monitor stands and everything working well so far. I have to figure out lighting because the lighting is good at the standing position, but I don't quite have it figured out for sitting. The microphone was a bit... Uh, of a challenge, uh, shout out to Elgato, even though I'm not directly sponsored and I paid for this shit, uh, we managed to somehow string together enough of the, of the master mount shit to get the microphone where it needs to be. I'm technically, I'm technically overdoing it. It's, it's not supposed to carry this many rods across vertically, horizontally, but it's working. So, uh, you know, engineering. Uh, and, uh, and then of course, you know, when you stand close to the ceiling, I've had to like go back in and do, redo my audio and all that shit in audition. But, uh, yeah, we're all done. Did a couple of test streams. Um, and now I can sit and stand. It hasn't solved, you know, it's not, it hasn't solved the fact that my legs and feet are fucked, but we'll get there when I can get into the, uh, the doctor's office sometime between now and whenever the fuck people stop bringing COVID into the province, which would be 
lovely. Although today I think we're down to 65 yeah, cases going today. Down. Going down. So hopefully it continues to go in that direction. Both Mr. Black and I scheduled our first uh, 5G uh, Mr. Microsoft-backed vaccines um, coming up uh, in the first week of June. So that's exciting. I was, I was salty, dude. I was so close to getting May 28th. I was right there. I was on the page, had it selected, but just like when you're trying to buy a PS5 right now, everyone's doing it at the same time. And they don't hold that shit in the cart. They don't hold your vaccine date in the cart. you got to fill out that whole form at lightning speed. Uh, and I was not fast enough. And so I didn't quite get the 28th. So we got, I got the second. I think you're in on the fifth. fifth? Yeah, mine and Kate, we're both the fifth. Like, we're one hour apart. So I'll go there, get it, come home, watch Kai. She'll go there, get it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was telling me on the phone that that's what you did, staggered it so that somebody was able to be here with, uh, or be there yep. with Kai, yeah. So there you go. That's my week. It's time to talk about video game news, Mr. Black. You ready for some video game news? Well, first, it's not really video game news, but we lump it in anyway. Twitch! Mm. Couple of things at Twitch. Uh, the first being that uh, Twitch is rolling out regional pricing. Uh, finally, in a number of countries that have been getting fleeced for subscription costs for years. So if you were in Mexico or in any number of countries, I mean Canada as well, really, pretty much anywhere, you were paying U.S. dollars. Uh, yes. And so uh, in Canada, that's like $7 for a, a one-month sub, but in Mexico, it was like half your fucking month's rent uh, and to, to get one sub. It was nuts. Super expensive. So... You know, benefited streamers to a degree insofar as that anyone who could afford to and wanted to spend that money, you were going to get U.S. dollars uh, the whole way through. Uh, but for uh, for the person on the other end, not so hot, getting fucked pretty hard. So this is a, a, a you know definitely a, a positive move. Net, uh, it might result in certain streams that have larger perc- percentages of people in those regions. It might see a small dip in overall income coming in until you can perhaps bank on more people from those regions being willing subscribing. Yeah, it's to being sub. able to subscribe now that it's more affordable. Conceptually, right? so, that's what you hope yeah. to happen, right? So that's you know, so there will be a couple of months probably where it's a bit of a toss up, but uh, in general, net positive. Everyone seems to be happy about this uh, this move, both streamers and of course uh, viewers, and so uh, so there you go. Uh, and then in the same breath, you gotta, you gotta, Twitch has gotta, like, stack bad news with good news, you know, they gotta fold it together, you gotta make it, make sure that there's gotta be something, uh, sketchy, uh, that can fly under the radar. Um, in the same breath, Twitch also ended advertising on Amaranth and probably a few other channels, I'm sure, um, this week with no direct notice, really, just kinda just up and fucking, uh, suspended advertising on her channel, uh, and... I think I saw you tweeting about this conceptually here the other day as well. Um, this is a weird. This is a weird move because it kind of to me, and I'll let I'll let you reiterate what you said on Twitter as well because I don't remember it all. But to me, this feels like, and I think to anyone really that would look into that, it feels like Twitch wanting its cake and eating it too, whereby you're getting a situation where Twitch. I know Twitch knows that all these streamers like Amaranth and and anyone that you could in that category, we all know the category exists, whether or not Twitch wants to admit that it's a fucking category. It's a category of its own now. Um, 
it it absolutely breaks their TOS. They just fucking let it go. Like it, it, it because that section of the TOS is so vaguely fucking written. Even though when they said that they written wrote it more specifically, like last year, it is super fucking vaguely written for this exact reason. So that Twitch can play selective. Do we want to? Do we not want to go through with uh, enacting any um, any uh, enforcement here? And so. For them, they want the eyeballs. There's a lot of money going through those channels. A shitload of money. They might not have 50,000 viewers, but let me tell you about the number of subs that some of those uh, streams have. And it's not small change for Twitch on a monthly basis. So they don't want to completely get rid of that. But at the same time, they also have to be able to bundle lots and lots of views and lots and lots of channels together to sell to advertisers. And it's kind of hard to sell to a lot of advertisers what these uh, streams have been doing lately. It just is. It's just harder to sell to a great number of advertisers. Not all advertisers. Some advertisers wouldn't give a shit. But there are some that would. And when you're dealing with selling to an advertisement agency that would might represent more than one brand, for example, because everything tends to get grouped up into, into uh, packages, it makes it more difficult, difficult. And you want to be able to present the biggest number possible as Twitch to get the best deal. So, you don't want to silo it at the same time, so what are your options? Well, you don't want to ban them off your platform because you're making dirty, dirty, dirty simp money, but you also don't want to want to ruin your ability to sell advertisements to as many uh, advertising uh, conglomerates as possible. You want, you want all of that shit. You want both. You want to eat your cake, have it, wear it, do whatever the fuck you want with your cake, shadow box it, put it on the wall. And so that's kind of what this reads like to me, um, is that, is that Twitch isn't, doesn't have the fucking nuts to come out and actually start putting TOS violations on these channels, but they're, this is like them acknowledging that the, the material's too risque, but they don't want to ban it, but they do want to have to, or they do have to curb it for their advertising purposes. So it's just a very kind of fucking hypocritical move as far as i'm concerned but what 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 is your take on that because you have one on twitter uh well mine's similar it's you know I'm, I'm not as i'm not as um antagonistic against twitch as you are i mean I well i, I don't i don't I, again just okay before you go or to reiterate my stance on this whole thing i want these girls to keep doing what they're doing until twitch says otherwise yeah, I have I nothing mean, against. I have nothing against the the streams I have themselves. Against their stream. Yeah, I have nothing. I against want them the... to as long as this as long as Twitch decides it's within the rules. My whole problem with Twitch is that they don't enforce their own rules, even remotely, uh, equally. Like they they yeah. just fucking willy nilly. Yeah. So my my point of view is like I, I tweeted out like, hey, you know, I said, uh, you know, I don't think these these hot tub streamers. Uh, should lose their ability to make ad revenue. I think they should lose their ability to stream on the platform. Um, and and it's not because I'm a hater or um, I don't want them to make their money. Um, it's I personally don't think it's a good look for Twitch in general. Mm. I don't think it's inherently. Um, I don't think it's creative. I don't think it's. Um, uh, and once again, this is very subjective. I'm giving you my my opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't, I, I don't think it's it's good for the site. Um, I think it breeds uh, the worst in in Twitch in terms of um, the type of viewer uh, that it that it that it 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 creates. Not all the viewers there are bad, but what I what I think is. 
it's creating a really, really negative impact on female streamers in general. Um, you know, it's to the point, it's to the point where I've gone to legitimate female streamers that, and, and when I say legitimate, I mean the ones that aren't, you know, uh, using their body as the main focus to generate income. Um, they, they, they are essentially, um, harassed. Um, they, they see comments like even, even seeing comments like, thank you for not being in a hot tub. You know, just like maybe not legitimate, in- but like not sexually forward streamers, not the ones that are that are specifically crafting their channel around sexuality. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yeah. yeah. Listen, I got, I got uh, you know, because it's not hurt- about being negative against that, but it's like they're still the the the, the hot tub stream still a legitimate. It's streamer. still a legitimate streamer. It's just but like I mean, okay, I, I yes, that's that's for- that's why I'm trying to just thank you. Yeah. I, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, listen. I'm going to preface this before I talk. Yeah, yeah. I think all of the female streamers, Amaranth included, I know Amaranth gets a lot of shit because of her past. And, yeah, she's like the poster you know, child. She's the poster child. <clears throat> listen, I listen. I think Amaranth is, I think Amaranth is uh, a hustler. I think she's intelligent. I think she's, um, I don't watch her content, so I don't know if it's entertaining or not, but obviously she's doing something right. She knows how to play the game, and she's playing it, and she's amazing at doing that, and I don't blame her. She's an entrepreneur in, in every way possible. She has integrated her life into this. She's created a big brand. She's created demand. She's become a poster child for uh, what it's like to be sort of, um, you know, the, the that, that type of streamer on Twitch, you know, where uh, there's other girls that probably look up to her or see what she's doing and say, Hey, I can do that too. And so, you know, she's a pioneer, um, uh, in this new thing. So don't think that I'm hating on, I'm not hating on Amaranth. Um, she's more probably making more money than I am. I can actually guarantee you she's making more money than I am. Um, and so I can't hate, she's out there making her money. Go get your bread. I'm all for it. The thing that I, and I don't think that she should lose her ability to, uh, to, uh, um, get ad revenue. I think if Twitch wants to remove ad revenue without her knowledge, then they should go to her for one. They should go to her and warn her and say, listen, if you continue to do this, we're going to have to cut the plug. So that way she at least has an option like, okay, you know what? I'm willing to take this ad revenue hit because I'm making so much money on subscriptions and building my personal brand and getting an Instagram follow. And I don't know if she has an only fans or whatever. I have probably, I, I don't know. Um, but all of that funnels in because now Twitch has basically become a funnel for her to sell herself to all these other avenues that probably make her way more money than what she even just makes on Twitch. If she's smart, which she is. So I'm sure that's the thing. So they should at least give her an opportunity to say yay or nay instead of just doing it. Um, but ultimately I think what Twitch needs to do, if it isn't advertising friendly, I think Twitch just needs to remove the category as a whole because it's already teetering terms of service. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to ban a streamer for 24 hours or 48 hours or whatever over a music video that they play where somebody's twerking or in, 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 in the RP world, the vanilla unicorn, which is a strip club. You know, something happened and somebody got banned for a little while or some shit. 
you know, but yet you're going to allow a streamer to sit on a inflatable banana, um, literally wearing basically nothing, just, just covers private parts while basically everything is there. And it is 100% a sexually driven agenda to viewers so that, you know, they... They didn't wake up in the morning and go, man, I'm really, I just, I'm feeling like sitting in a, in a pool all day in a bikini. I just feel it's one of those days, you know, I just, I just feel like it. Listen, and, and there'll be, there'll be white knights that'll be like, well, listen, man, just because some such and such is beautiful. I'm not just talking about Amaranth, but could be any of these, any of these streamers. Well, just because they look good and they have large breasts or whatever, it doesn't, doesn't make things illegal. It's just a woman's body. It's like, listen, guys, listen, I'm a, I'm a male, dude. I love women. Okay, I'm not complaining about boobs. Okay, uh, listen, the more the merrier. It's it doesn't hurt me any. I'm not I'm not anti boobs. I'm not anti ass. You know, I'm not. But what I am anti is I'm anti um, Twitch not enforcing rules across the board equally. Right, whether that is through DMCA shit with music, um, because there's certain streamers that are massive that plays whatever they want whenever they want. You know they're not getting banned, period. And it's the same thing with these hot tub streamers or these ASMR streamers that you know what they're doing. And I'm not talking to all ASMR streamers. I'm not talking to all hot tub streamers because, yeah, sometimes there are streamers that just get in a hot tub, have a few drinks, laugh, talk to their chat, do an AMA, and that's fine. But then there are ones that are literally dedicated to just th- this is their show. I mean, I don't know how you can sit in a hot tub for nine hours. You know, it, there's a reason why you do it, right? Um, it's because it's making you an insane amount of money. So I'm not anti that, but Twitch really needs to figure out what they're doing here because they're setting a weird precedent where you're, you're almost walking on eggshells where it's like, what is acceptable and what isn't? I mean, if you want to talk about sexually explicit content, how much more sexually explicit can you get? than these hot tub without streams. being nude without without it being nude or they're yeah. it's it's literally bordering softcore like because uh, this is solo, this is be, like uh, the the problem they ran into is when they said like you know you could wear a tire that would be that would be okay in public and a bikini is okay in public you go to a beach in a bikini etc etc but the key word there is you're going to a fucking beach in a bikini and you're not doing it necessarily to sit on an inflatable banana and talk to passersby and have them uh, give you $50 bills to write your name or their name on your forehead. You know, that, that's not yeah. what you do at a, at a uh, beach in a bikini, nor I'm do you... Also, yeah. I, I, well, I also don't think that streamers should be able to go to the beach and film and live stream No, I just beach. meant I in general because yeah, of how they worded I, their TO, their, their term of service. But yeah. I mean, but they can. You know, they can, now, they can. Yeah. They, they can, and... You know, there are tons of people at the beach that are in a vulnerable state wearing bathing suits or things, and they might not already feel comfortable to begin with, and they're sitting there being streamed live in front of thousands or tens of thousands of people, and you can see the stream chat making fun of people in the background doing whatever. You know, I, I just, it's it's a weird, it's a weird thing. I, I think Twitch needs to either go, listen, y'all can do this, and that's fun, fine, and, you know, we're going to pay you, or they should just say, hey, this there's got to be there's got to come a line it's like what are we i think the play for twitch honestly is to make another website that is affiliated with twitch as in if you're already a partner at twitch you're already approved partner on this site have people like amaranth and other um you know female and male streamers that do this sort of 
um, edgier or or more sexually charged content and let them be the star of that site and and allow and allow to 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 then package all that up to advertisers that are a little bit more specific or that don't care and allow them to get paid and and make a shit ton of money sort of make your own only fans type of side thing now i know amazon probably doesn't want to brand themselves around that sort of that sort of thing but ultimately that's what they're doing anyway on twitch you're, you're literally you're okay with it so why not create a place where you know i'm pretty sure twitch doesn't allow you to promote your only fans on twitch not directly so, not directly, but they all do, right? Yeah. So so why not just make another sub-site that has already pre-approval? If you're already a partner on Twitch, you can have the perks. You can sub- promote your OnlyFans. You can promote your Instagram and really own it. Like, if that's what you want, then own it. Get the shit off the gaming site, or or I guess it's not really just a gaming site anymore, but get the shit off this and then let them go wild over there. Let them completely... 18 plus go do your own thing and i think you i think you you get rid of the issue altogether and say listen if you're going to be on twitch we can't have you doing these types of things our advertisers are just not approving it um i you know it it's creating a lot of a lot of weird buzz and it's 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 making us not look decisive on our decision making but i don't call the shots right i just i i'm i'm all for it i just i i don't like the selective choosing and um, it's also not fair to Amaranth. I, you know, I can't believe I'm sticking up for Amaranth here, but I, I am. <laughs> it's not fair to her that she just wakes up and her ad revenue is gone um, or her ability to make ad revenue without even a dialogue, without even saying, hey, listen, I know what you're doing is kind of on the board. If you keep doing it, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to. This isn't advertiser friendly. And like you said, they probably package a lot of stuff. And Twitch is really all about running ads. They want ads. They they're 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 pushing this ad agenda, which is fine. My ad revenue has gone up. I mean, it's working. I I, I I'm not I'm not anti ads, but I mean, you got to find a way to either pay these streamers, um, or or just don't allow them to do what they're doing. It's it's really not rocket science. They do want to have their cake and they want to eat it too, and uh, which is which is fine. But you're going to get blowback, and you're going to people are going to speak up about it. Um, they just. They just need to make a stand and just go all in or just go out of it. It's not that hard. Yeah, I I, I stand by the thing where I, where I said, I don't know how long ago it's been now, but I, I fully suspect that we are within um, not that long where Twitch will break out the site into 18 only and everything else. Uh, yes. Because I don't think they want to not have, I think it's blatantly obvious that they don't want to not have this content on the site, you know, they're willing to literally do almost anything to keep this shit going, you know, tweak the TOS, etc., etc. They obviously don't care about optics all that much when you got, like, that, what we talked about last year, the girl that was at a gym in, like, a sports bra that came down to a rib cage uh, that was doing exercise. She got banned for, like, sexually explicit uh, content and shit. Um, but then this stuff is perfectly yeah, fine. But, but this hot tub stuff, like, hot tub's just, fine. It's, it's a hot tub, like bending over, you know, tits, like tits out, fucking writing names all over. Like, you, come on, it's so blatantly obvious. You'd you'd have to be lying to yourself and the rest of the fucking known world if you thought that this wasn't what it is. 
And so it's why I think you also don't see them really talking too much about it, to be honest. The closest we got was when somebody asked DJ Wheat in one of his live streams a couple weeks ago, and his response was not, not, some of it was because of the way the question was phrased, but, uh, uh, or the statement was phrased as well, but talking about how it was like, oh, well, these, these hot tub streamers aren't taking away your views. And it was like the focus was on that. And that's, but, and, but, but I don't think, like, such a small, and usually the people complaining about that aren't even streamers. They're like, they're viewers of other streamers that are saying, like, oh, they're taking views away from, from the gaming streams and shit like that. Like, no, no, no legitimate streamer worth their salt is having the discussion about whether or not these streams are taking away viewers that they would get otherwise. Um, or that the IRL section is a problem. Like, no, nobody's having that discussion. It's, it's very much specifically about the, the blatant misuse of the TOS by and Twitch. My, my question would be, like, why is this person getting banned for, for, for watching this uh, sexually explicit music video? Yeah. Right? Or, or, or in a video game, something comes up, right? I, I don't know, right? Whatever the case may be. But this isn't. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you what the answer is. Money. Yeah. That's it. That I mean, that's it. There's just, that. that's just it. And that's fine. But just own it. Don't, don't, don't squirt, you know, go around and beat around the bush. Just they, own they it. Went, just they make it about, like, when Twitch talks about it, they'll make it about whatever else they can. So it's like, you know, oh, it's they're not taking viewers away from people or... Oh, women need to be able to dress any way they want, and just because they're dressed that way doesn't can. mean you can talk. I, and those are and those are just like ways of t- trying to change the conversation to make to make the people that are questioning all of this look like they're they're coming at it from like a, a sexist, you know, anti-feminist yeah, kind but they of might, fucking they position. Might be scared. They might be scared if they do drop the hammer that that will be the agenda, right? They, that they that they're gonna get me too, right? Where there's like, hey, you got a problem with a woman feeling feeling brave and bold and beautiful and 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 whatever it's like no we're not at all in fact i i'm i'm all for women listen if you got a body go flaunt it if you want to flaunt it go you know do do what do whatever it is that you want to do um i i i don't have a problem with that i don't you know obviously twitch doesn't have a problem with that um that that's not the agenda so making up the excuse of like you know women should be allowed i mean yes of course they're it's their body it's their choice Nobody, nobody, I mean, only fuck boys are going to sit there and, and complain about a woman on the internet, uh, you know, using her body to, to make a living, um, in whatever way comfortable that they feel good, good for them Do you know, some women don't at all and good for them, you know, some women do and good for them. I, I, I don't care. Just be fair across the board. Don't, yeah. you know, it's just, it's not, it's not. It's not that simple. Accountability. Just, Remember when they said hold it. us accountable? Like three different times? Yeah. We're here. So it it is it is what it is, man. So so that's what I that's what I think about it. Yeah. Um it's unfortunate for Amaranth. Um, but you know, and who knows? Like maybe she can get her ad revenue back if she stops doing it. Maybe they turn it back on. I don't know. I don't know the details, right? We're only going yeah. by what she was saying publicly yeah. about it. Um, and I just don't care enough to like look into it and watch the VODs. And, well, and there's I no, just, there's yeah. no, there, it doesn't go any deeper than that. Like other sites have already gone in and have done all the investigative, whatever fucking part of it. Although all that there is right now is that there was no original communication. It was basically just gone. Um, and then, so there was no back and forth. And then she mentioned how she makes 
uh, or she makes upwards of 30 grand a month in ads and now that revenue is gone. Right. So, um, you know, that's, 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 those are the details. And I'm not, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to pretend like there's probably like Amaranth is coming out trying to do some weird anti Twitch shit. I doubt that that's the fucking case. I suspect that given what we've seen Twitch do in the past, they did just come out and just fucking axe or advertising. One of the fucking uh, advertisers probably came to them and said, we can't be doing this shit if this is what we're going to be putting our ads on. And so Twitch said, oh, fuck. Uh, Yeah, they may may have just had to have done it by a technicality. And then, you know, um, but who knows? I'm not going to sit here and speculate. I just... Yeah. I just wish they would just make a decision just straight straight up down uh, down the line and, and just move forward. I think the play really is to make an 18-rated thing and then package those streamers um, and average and yeah and then get and then go after a different form of ad uh, of ads and and make your make your money that way. I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. So, well, but anyway, ladies, ladies and gentlemen out there hustling on Twitch, give go her. make your money. Do go it. Go make your money. You're not getting hate for me. While Listen, you still if you're can. Making, if you're making thirty thousand dollars a month in ad revenue, just ad revenue, you're fucking murdering it. I'd be on the fucking hot tubs too. Holy shit! No shit, no shit. Uh, Jeff Keeley dropping some more info on Summer Game Fest, which will be landing on June 10th of this year. Uh, but it's a bit of a different format this time around because uh, I don't think before it was it was a single event. I thought it was spread out over some time. Uh, but this is one big show this year. Uh, that's uh, similar to the Game Awards, so he's kind of uh, uh, using a, a similar format in that regard. 20 or 30 games will be shown, with a lot of live service games apparently participating this year. I mean, that's not surprising given the number of live service excuse me, games that have been released and on the up and up. Uh, and then a quote from Mr. Uh, Mr. Keeley here says, I think there are going to be some big announcements and some long-awaited things. So, um, if I had to take a guess, Starfield <laughs> is going to make, it's going to make an appearance. It's either going to be E3 or here or both that we're going to see about Starfield. And we'll talk about Starfield here, uh, as, as well, uh, down the, down the line. I think I have it listed. Um, maybe I don't, do I? One sec. Let me, let me double check there. Uh, yes, I do. Okay. So anyway, Starfield, I guess I'll just skip right to it and, and talk about Starfield. So Starfield being Bethesda's. Uh, Bethesda GameWorks, uh, new game coming out. It's the space, uh, the space game. What everyone's probably going to refer to as Skyrim in space, or Fallout in space, or whatever else in space that you can think of. Uh, it's the first major step away by uh, Bethesda Game uh, Studios from Skyrim and uh, or the Elder Scrolls and uh, and Fallout in in some time. I mean, they have other. Bethesda as a publisher have others under their wings, but this is like the first major new IP, and I don't even fucking know how long. It's been a hot minute. Uh, so, lots of uh, speculation around it, of course, lots of rumors circulating. We talked about in the podcast how there was, you know, uh, earlier in the year they were thinking that Starfield was going to land this year. There were rumors around that. Jeff and I both, fucking hell no. Not a chance in hell is it ever going to land this year. No. Uh, and now there are more, more rumors swirling around uh, about it after after rumors started circulating that it was in fact going to be PC and Xbox exclusive um, which we were we were talking about before as well with the game pass with the purchase of Zenimax uh, and thus Bethesda and their games you know which ones would end up being in the uh, category of exclusive versus not and really if you're going to make back your billions of dollars that you just spent Starfield is probably going to end up being and exclusive to the PC and Xbox platforms, right? So, um, 
there you go. Uh, but the rumors right now are that, uh, in fact, it is going to be 2022, and they're pretty much locked in. We're talking about, like, Jason Schreier talking about it, uh, Jeff Grubb talking about it, where, you know, they're saying, guys, don't think that this is going to pop this year just because it's likely to appear at E3 or some shit. It's just not going to happen. Uh, we're talking 2022, but, like, Jason Schreier was saying, not just 2022, but late 2022. This is not, like, yep. a spring release uh, like I think I was saying, I thought maybe the earliest would be a spring release, but that that's not going to happen. We're, we're looking at late 2022. So um, we will see something at E3 or Summer Games or the, 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 the game event with Jeff Keighley, but uh, we're not going to be seeing the actual game in our hands uh, until late next year. So there you go. For those of you who were hoping that was going to drop, sorry, not for a while yet. <laughs> Ain't happening. Ain't happening. Uh, EA wants to get back to the Shadow of Mordor franchise. That was actually quite popular, the Shadow of Mordor franchise. I enjoy. I enjoyed the, uh, I played, I didn't beat the game, but I did play was a the first fair one? amount of the first one, yeah. Yeah. And it was fun, it was fast-paced, it was, uh, wasn't bad. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people enjoyed that, uh, the first one. The second one, people enjoyed a little less because it was, like, very grindy <laughs> and, and a lot of microtransactions all through the second one. Uh, but... Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of positive buzz around, around that franchise and they want to get back to it. And so what they're going to do is they're building a new team around Kevin Stevens, who is the monolith production studio head to continue working on that franchise and bring another new game uh, or new games out of the shadow of Mordor, uh, series. So, uh, they're also saying at least this much, they have no, they have nothing else. They have nothing to show or anything, but they're saying that they will be the studio will be focused on making um open world action adventure games and so it sounds like we're going to be getting uh mordor that maybe approaches closer to an elder scrolls experience uh where you're getting a much more open world and not uh and not so linear even though i think the first game had bits of open worldness to it uh this seems like it's going to be true full blown open world as almost all games seem to be going in that direction it's just i'm not gonna lie man i'm not gonna lie i am uh i'm over open world games i miss my i miss my my old linear games that kept the story going that was focused um i uh i'm not saying that there can't be good open world games because they are but just, i'll tell you just right not now everything needs to be open world i don't exactly i don't need um, or, or why can't we go to the thing where it was like the old final fantasies, right? Where, um, where it would be, it would be open world, but only certain parts of the game. Right. But a lot of it was linear. Like it kind of told you where to go. I, the, the best, the best, um, best example of like, you're probably going to hate me for saying this, but I think, I think one of the best games that did it for me in recent years that I've ever played Mm. was Final Fantasy 13. I really enjoyed how linear the game was, but then open at certain parts mm. where I felt like I had I had the ability to go out and kind of have my own adventure, but the game made it see made it so that I didn't get too off the rails. I didn't like I didn't get lost in this in this open world madness. It kind of it held my hand enough where if I started going off the rails a bit it kind of like, no, no, it's kind of like when you're walking the dog, the dog just starts, sniffs, sniffs something and it starts fucking off. And you're like, no, 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 come come back over here. Focus. And, you know, I'll, I'll take you to where you got to go. And then I'll take you to the field. 
and then I'll let you go. And then you can go and, and you can sniff around and shit and piss wherever you want, but I can still see where you're going. And if you're going, if you start heading towards the road, I can say, hey, Thor, nope, come. And then he knows to come back to reality. And then when we start to go back home to our destination, it's back to the linear. This is where we're going. This is where we're going. Because if you, it, 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 I find, especially for me, if, if it's too open world, I start to lose track of what I was doing in the first place. And it's so big that I even forget where the fuck I was going. Like, where am I? I don't want to spend an hour trying to find, to go back to this to this one NPC or this certain house that I got to go to to talk to keep this fucking game going. I don't want to do that. You know, this isn't Skyrim. You know, there are certain games where make it open world and then get lost in it and go fuck, do your own goddamn adventure. I don't really care. Like, there's, there's times and places where that is viable. But I think every game now, I think it's like open world is like this new buzzword that like, uh, that that every game feels is it as even though they new, need is it to even have. new anymore? It's not like even new? No, it's not new. It's just like it's all, it's like they feel it has to be in there. It's yeah. like no, it doesn't have to be in there. If it serves the proper purpose for the game and the open world is adding to the experience, but nine times out of ten, from the games I've played, the open world just makes it worse of a game. It makes the pace awful, and the worst part about it is they use it as a crutch to make the game feel bigger than what it really is. And the reality is, is a lot of these games, the game is very shallow, but then they'll preface it by saying, you know, if you go out there and the decisions that you make changes the story and the, the and, and all it is, is just this, this fluff to mask the fact that they really got an eight hour game or a six hour game, but the open world part where you're lost for three hours, they add that as a, as, as gameplay. It ain't for me. Yeah, I that that's I mean it's super accurate. Where especially the the in recent times, the last few years, probably three, probably four or five years now, honestly, where they they just put you know open world on the front of everything, um, and 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 a lot of times what that what that what that means is it's not even open world. It's like a um, uh, it's like there's a hub world where you like run around and then you like select an area to go to and it's not even really open world open world and i think that when you do an open world the design team ends up in this in this situation where they're like oh my god now we have to fill this world with shit to do and then you end up in a situation where you have um you know you get to the open world part you get through the tutorial and then the world opens up and suddenly you end up with 80,000 side quests and they're yes. all menial and they mean nothing. And like yeah. 99% of them don't actually feed into any part of the story or lore in any meaningful way. It's like, you know, my cat's stuck in a tree. Can you go get the cat from the tree, please? Yeah. Uh, and then that's the, the, the way that they fill this, this world out because somebody from the top came down and said, Hey, we need this game to be open world. Go. And it doesn't fit the game, but they have to do it anyway. And then you end up with all this fluff and and the and getting uh, like you said sidetracked by just doing all this shit. Uh, especially if you're somebody that hates to see like quests piled up, uh, yep. or worse, you think that there's actual value in those quests, and so you you don't want to skip them or That's not it. or not skip all of them. You know, maybe you want to go to a few of them. So yeah, I uh, I, I suspect that. And you know, I, without knowing where they're taking Mordor, to try and be more specific to this this point here, it's hard to say if an, a truly open world would serve Mordor as a, as a franchise properly. 
um, or if it would hurt it because it was very action sequence set piece based, right? It was, you go into an area, there's a boss that you're getting to, you're killing yes. a bunch of shit to get to this boss, et cetera, et cetera. And that feeds itself into, in, for me, maybe closer to say, um, open world in the sense that, uh, Shadow of the Colossus was. Where, yes, there's an open world, but it's pretty much just a big hub world that f- filters you into the boss zones. Yep. And yeah, there's some things you can do here and there, but it's not like a bajillion fucking side quests and stuff. We don't need to fill every nook and cranny. It's got lots of visual stuff, so it makes the trip fun to get from point A to point B. But ultimately, you're loosely going towards a zone where you're going to fight a boss and all of their enemies and blah, 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 blah. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what direction, what type of open world they go in. Because like you said as well, and I agree, some games, it makes perfect sense. It adds a lot to the game. Obviously, the Elder Scrolls is, no matter how broken it is, it's still the best example of open world game that, in my opinion, the gaming industry has ever had and continues to ever have. Uh, yeah. Nobody else has has quite gotten there uh, with their attempts. So um we'll wait we'll wait and see more from mordor but yeah like you said you enjoyed the first one lots of people did and i'm sure there's going to be quite a uh, quite a bit of hype surrounding seeing what's going to come next out of uh out of that series uh next up uh developer free radicals is being brought back to life under deep silver as a as like a a sister or subsidiary uh of the the uh, the developer to finally help bring back the time splitters series uh, I never actually played Time Splitters back in the day. I know of Time Splitters. I know a lot of people love Time Splitters, but I didn't actually play it. I don't know if you played it yourself. I didn't know. No. So it, it is it is a very popular game. It is quite old at this point, and people have been kind of hoping for it to either, you know, to get some sort of continuation or, or revival in some way for a long time, including the developers of the game itself. They've been looking for a... a uh, a way in, somebody to give them the green light to go ahead and make another game in the franchise. And so now here we are. They're going to be underneath Deep Silver uh, and uh, and producing and producing the next Time Splitters game. So we don't have a uh, uh, any more information than that. But for those of you who are fans of Time Splitters, congratulations. Some shit's coming. And they went out of their way to revive the fucking studio to make it happen. So they're not handing it off to some random people. They actually revived the fucking studio uh, to, uh, to make it happen. It's a zombie game coming out of a zombie studio. It's one of those times. That's how popular old games are right now, Mr. Black. And when I say old, I mean within the last 20 years, because that means we are We're old, old, bro. We're, we're, (laughs) you know, I didn't want to say it, but you said it. I mean, we're old, my dude. It still blows my mind that Mass Effect Remaster came out, and there are so many people going, what the fuck is Mass Effect? And I'm just like- isn't that wild? I, I, I'm, like, I'm not that old, am I? And then I'm like, oh wait, yeah, I'm getting up there, dude. I've gotten to the I've gotten to the point uh, where you know I have I have like it's super weird. I have cousins that are teenagers now, like yeah. uh, like 14, 15 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, a long time ago when I was 15, 16 years old, they're babies. So now they're like now they're teenagers, and. Um, I remember the last time I, I had a, uh, was at a family gathering. A bunch of my cousins were there, all teenagers, probably from age thirteen to seventeen. And um, 
I said, uh, they're, they're asking me about, you know, playing video games for a living. And they're like, you know, I tell my friends at school that, like, my cousin plays video games. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. But does he play like, Fortnite? Uh, yeah, no, they all play Fortnite. I don't. But um, they asked, uh, you know, what kind of games do you play? And I, I would tell them. And they, I said, you know, but they're, you know, they're just not the same as the classics. And uh, and then they're like, well, what do you mean by classics? I said, well, you haven't, you, you've never, you, you don't know what, like, uh, like GoldenEye is. And, you know, uh, um, you know, Mario 64, Final Fantasy 7 and all these things. And I realized that, like, these games are older than they are. Like, they had no, they had no idea what GoldenEye was. Bro, they, they were had, born in the early 2000s. Yeah, they, they have they had no idea what what even what Halo like Master Chief was. You know what I mean? They had no, no clue. clue. They have no clue. You know, it's 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 Fortnite. Like that's, it's that's fucking, it. it made me feel so old and it put me into this thing where immediately when I was having this conversation, cause I was with family and you know, the older I get, it, it, I almost had like this weird, um, I don't know if you've ever had this before, but I had this like weird epiphany where I look around in my surroundings and you know, my parents are there, but they're older. My, the, the. My cousins, my older cousins, they are my age, and they have little kids running around and stuff. And then I realized that, like, when I was their age, I used to look at my aunts and uncles and stuff like, like they were grown-ups yeah. as super old, yeah. you know, and, like, I'm the kid, and, and, and now I'm that, you know? Because, <laughs> when I, because when I was a kid, you know, my parents, when I was a teenager, my parents were young. My parents were, yeah, in, their, yeah. were in their 30s. You know, early 40s, early, my, you know, my mom is what, like 56 now, you know, she's still young, uh, but uh, to me, she's young, uh, but like back then she was my age, which when I'm thinking, it's mind fucking to think that like adulthood's fucking weird, bro. It's, you don't, it's super, uh, you, it's super weird, bro. Cause you I never, never you never feel like you're, you're actually an adult. And you don't really know, like, it, it, like we talked about this before, it dawns on you that you don't really know what the fuck you're doing. You're just flying by the seat of your fucking pants. And yeah. adulthood is, is, is like childhood, but with responsibilities where you still don't know what the fuck is going on. You don't feel like you're old, but you're, you are, and you, you yeah. just have to kind of like figure your shit out. Like it's, it's kind of fucking nuts. Yeah. It's crazy. It, it, and it's like, um, um, it's just, it's bizarre because I then look at like, back then and i look at how my parents were and i realized like holy shit they were young and and as as uh unexperienced and just kind of going with the world as i am and yes and, and i thought they had the answers to everything yes. you know like i thought like you know when my dad told me something like he was right all the time and like you know i realized that like he's probably bullshitting a lot of stuff and just like telling me whatever it is was going on in his head you know so like it's it's just it's it's crazy it's i'm old i'm getting old. i'm so young but i'm like i'm old i'm old you're old enough in a world moving so fast now that it's like yeah. you're old at dude you're old at like 25 now like the, like anyone that's like seriously you hit 25 and you see and like i'll see them pop up on twitter you know because in this space a lot of a lot of people that are are big now are like you know 24 22 20 yeah, and 20, they hit yeah. 25 and they're like oh i'm so old at 25 and i was like man at 25 i wasn't thinking i was old i was thinking i was still fine like but now today it's like my god apparently after 14 you're just fucking dead 
Like you just, yeah. you, there's no more life after after you've hit like hit the midway point through puberty. Like what the fuck kind of crazy, crazy time scale are these kids working on now? It's crazy. It's so, gonna feel even more wild when like my son gets a bit older. And yeah, his friends are over, and I'm yeah. like, holy fuck, I am that guy now. <laughs> like I am ancient <laughs> to them. I am fucking ancient. You are to that these guy. Kids. Yeah, you I'm are that guy. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it's fucking nuts. Uh, Nintendo is pulling some wild shit as it's putting the fast travel mechanic from Skyward Sword HD, uh, behind a $25 Amiibo. (laughs) Come on, Nintendo. Come on, man. Y'all can do better than that, man. That ain't even DLC, bro. That is, you gotta get your hands on a physical good. Damn. The fast travel in an HD remake that's barely... We talked about this before. This is barely a fucking remake that they're selling for full price. And they have the fucking sack to know that their fans are going to suck their dick for a $25 amiibo that allows them to fast travel in Skyward Sword HD. So for those who, who don't know about Skyward Sword is that in order to actually get up into the air... Uh, if I if I recall correctly, you have to go to a save point in order to do that. That's where it happens. You're at the save point, you can go up into the air. Well, this amiibo allows you to go into the air from literally fucking anywhere, including dungeons. If I'm not if I'm recalling this correctly, so like anytime you want to hit that air, amiibo got your back. But if you're that plebeian that can't get your hands on the hottest co- commodity on the fucking planet. At $25 for an Amiibo that people are already buying like crazy anyway because it's a Zelda Amiibo. Well, you're fucked. I'm telling you right now, bro. These Amiibos in 20 years are going to be worth so much fucking money. You don't open them shits. You don't bro, do that. Bro, I'm, I'm salty. I bought a bunch and I gave them all to my fucking ex-girlfriend. And I had a, oh I had a bunch God, of Amiibo. Bro. They're already going up massively in price. Like, I mean, over the years, them things are fucking like... That in in another twenty years, bro, those are gonna be like the Pokemon cards of Nintendo. Like yeah. they're gonna be they they are going to be so fucking expensive, bro. Figures in it's general, insane. like the first four figures that do like a lot of uh, of the of the limited run statues for games and stuff. There was uh, in twenty seventeen they released a statue that I wanted to buy so badly, but I couldn't afford it at the time. It was Artorias from uh, Dark Souls. Mm. And it was a uh, uh, you know a reasonable scale you know you know maybe fucking maybe uh two you know eighteen inches tall or some shit it was it was a big statue but it was super detailed fucking hand painted shit limited run but it was five hundred and seventy five U S dollars for this statue and I I ca- I almost did it I almost stretched to make it fucking work to have it but I was like man I don't really have anywhere to put this thing right now. And so I was like, all right, I can't, I can't fucking do it. Uh, so I didn't do it. And I, I went last night just for fun uh, and looked for it, see if I could find it. You can't find that shit anywhere. It was sold out ages ago. It's not on eBay or anywhere, but they have a new one coming that's Artorias, first four figures that you can still buy now. That is a one-to-one life-size bust. So the hit shoulders up of Artorias and it's it's like 900 US dollars or some shit and people are already have pre-orders locked up and of course are on eBay selling their pre-orders for like nearly 3 grand yep. so like that some of these statues and shit like they'd go up immediately and if there are yep. certain properties like the Zelda franchise or whatever the fuck it's like guaranteed fucking money yep yep that's the play man that's the play is is making the investment and buying these things and just holding on. Don't open them. Don't fuck. Put them somewhere. Don't touch them. 
put them in a safe, lock them away, and walk. And yes. walk. Okay. And you're going to fucking make bank. Bank. So you can totally, uh, what they're saying in chat right now, and I, I should have mentioned this as well, not that it's not you know, common knowledge for most people, you can buy RFID tags and make and, and get the codes and load them onto the RFID tags for any amiibo, uh, any amiibo, basically. So you can buy like 12 fucking RFID tags for like, I don't know, 15 bucks or some shit, and then just uh, do it. Hideously illegal. Uh, people sell them, uh, you know, sell RFID tags and stuff with with printed art on them and shit. You know, they got like Etsy shops and stuff. And Nintendo takes them down once in a while because it's not, you know, they're not supposed to be able to do that shit. But they do anyway. Uh, so you can do it. It's the idea. Like, yeah, you can circumvent all sorts of stupid shit. But it's the idea that Nintendo sat down and were like, you know what? Fuck them. This is an HD remake we're already charging full price for. That's barely even an HD remake, and we could have given this fast travel thing as a quality of life improvement over the original game like we did with Wind Waker with, sca- with Sailing? No, fuck that. We want the quality of life, but stick it behind an Amiibo for $25. That's the, that's the, you know, the, that's the idea. It's, it's just get them, Nintendo. Get fucking em. bonkers. Uh, lots of rumors. Oh, no, sorry. That was one where we talked about the, the Starfield stuff. Mass Effect Legendary Edition has swapped out the hilariously bad stock photo that was used to reveal Tally, uh, Tally Zora's face in the original game. So if you romance Tally and get all the way to the end, uh, basically at one point in the game, uh, you're over by the bed and you pick up this fro- this photo frame and in it is Tally's face. Because for the whole game, you just see Tally behind her visor. You don't get to know what the fuck she looks like. She's like everyone's favorite fucking waifu from Mass Effect, if you have any taste whatsoever. And so everyone was like clamoring to see this face at the end of the game when it originally came out. And they did. They had it. And unfortunately, it was the most phoned-in bullshit ever. They literally bought a stock photo, put it in a frame, and loosely drew some shit over top, uh, over top of the stock photo to make it look quasi alien like removed two of her fingers uh and that was it that was that was her face originally uh it, it didn't go over all that well with a lot of people back then it's like my god you go through all this payoff and you couldn't take the fucking time to put a rendered face in the game based on because they had what was really stupid is they had concept art of like three different versions of what they thought tally was going to look underneath the helmet they, they're like fuck all that shit buy a stock photo on like, I don't know, uh, iStock, and then just friggin' uh, tweak it a bit and throw it into the fucking game. So they did. So for the remaster, they actually uh, replaced that, took the time to to give you a render. It's still a bit underwhelming, to be honest. She looks a little too human, and she still has her helmet on. It's just the mask that's taken off. So it's just the mask, so you don't see if she's got hair or whatever the fuck that might look like or whatever. They just wanted to commit to, like, loosely the face... Uh, and that was it. But it's still better than a stock photo. So, you know, credit where credit's due. Congratulations. You didn't just buy a stock fucking photo. That shit went down as infamous as fuck. Can't believe they did that shit. Who the fuck buys a stock photo for that kind of shit? Why? Stop. Laziness, man. Laziness. Lazy. Uh, Jeff, this is quickly becoming what I think might be my game of the year. Mario Golf. Super Rush is looking way better than it has any right to. You ready to watch uh, You ready to watch a few minutes? Of this, sure. You know what I have to say? I say this every time. You know what Nintendo needs to to learn how to do? You're gonna see the starting screen here for a second, uh, string. Uh, they, you know, what they need to learn how to do. They need to learn how to uh, 
uh, hire voiceover people that have any amount of talent. Every time they fucking hire somebody to do the voiceover for these videos, it is the most phoned-in, horrible VO imaginable. I don't know what Nintendo's obsession is. I don't know if they go to Fiverr or what the fuck. They're going to iStock and they're buying tally fucking stock photos and shit. That's the kind of shit they do. Because this, this voiceover artist sounds like they're both trying to be enthusiastic, but they're also dead inside. They have nothing left to their soul. So ignore that and enjoy the majesty... That is Mario Golf Super Rush. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Mario's friends and foes are going head to head in the great game of golf. With easy to learn controls, anyone can get a nice shot. Nice shot. Mario Golf Super Rush. Study the wind and the terrain. Think it through, and then swing. Thanks to simple button controls. So this is all really fucking like what you would expect from Mario Golf, and then this trailer goes on a fucking wild ride. Curve shots bend the ball's trajectory so you can avoid obstacles. Spin shots. Add a little spin to the ball, adjusting its path after it lands. This VO hurts my soul. Techniques in your proverbial golf bag. Your proverbial golf bag. Let's you see how your shot will curve due to slopes. And the scan function lets you examine a course's terrain. With these techniques, you'll be strategizing like a master. Instead of button controls, you can opt for motion control. I can only imagine how fucking gong showy the motion controls are, but I'm still <laughs> probably bad. I'm still it's gonna cool, try. It's cool though. In the game. You'll feel like you're really golfing. No, you won't, but that's okay. <laughs> Mario and his pals are geared up. Here we go. Power to control. Each outrageous golfer has their own surprising strength. We're taking a fucking wild ride now. Can hit the greens. By connecting online, you can compete with friends and faraway golfers. There are a variety of courses, from lush natural scenery to fantastical areas you could only find in the world of Super Mario. Some courses are just what you'd expect. Others include strategic challenges. Expect the unexpected. Speaking of, there's a new way to play golf. Here we go. The kind of battle you could only wage in a Mario Here game. we fucking go. Speed golf. Now, it's always your turn. Each golfer tees off at once and races to their ball. Hit it again and again, and try to stay ahead of the competition. Here we go. That's kind of cool. I like that. Oh, wait. There's more. Throughout the match, you'll collect items to restore stamina. This is like Mario Kart. It's Mario Kart Golf, bro. Between you and victory. Every character has a different special dash, which can be used to rocket forward. It's fucking nuts. You could always use it to steamroll opponents. It's actually Mario Kart. It's bro. Mario Kart Golf, bro. Let's not forget these golfers' signature moves, special shots. Some knock back other balls on impact. 
Ending friendships. Clear out any balls yep. in their pack. Each golfer has something special to offer. Use that to your advantage and make your rivals eat dust. Eat dust. Hitting the ball is just the beginning. Better know how Bro, the football fucking guy from Super Mario World is in this game. Competitors. What? And in this obstacle-filled arena, an intense new golfing competition is Mario Kart Golf. Battle Golf. Battle golf. golf with special rules set on a single course. Here, golfers battle to claim any of the nine holes they can before their opponents. Be the first golfer to capture three flags, and victory is yours. Level up your golfing skills and your rookie me character. But wait, there's more. Engaging with Mushroom Kingdom locals in Golf Adventure. In the practice area, there are in-game coaches for beginners to learn from as you work on technique. You're a golfer on a mission. Multiple missions, actually. And the challenges may surprise you. Good. Boss battles in golf? Legendary! You'll even level up by gaining experience. Is that a Zapdos? And then I don't know what the fuck Moltres is. I don't know what the fuck that was. Allowing you to develop your golfer however you'd like. Then, you can use your leveled up me in versus play. It just keeps fucking going. Golf Series has leveled up. Ready, set, swing. Mario Golf Super Rush. Available June 25th, only on Nintendo Switch. Pre-orders are available now on Nintendo eShop. Bro, that's fire. All right. That's... Yeah, that was... Uh, it's almost too much. It's all, there's almost too much going on in there. It's, I, uh, well, they, they took a golf game. They were like, we could make Mario golf, right? We could just make it. Just you take Mario characters and you put them on a golf course and go. And that's Mario golf, right? Which they've done before. But they were like, fuck that. Let's just make. Uh, let's make a, a properly over the top Mario golf game. And they, they took a lot from um, obviously from like Mario Kart as a, a, for, a formula and, and stuck and it in there. And to some degree, Mario Party. I mean, it feels yes. very. I mean, it feels very Mario Party meets uh, Mario Golf meets. Uh, because who are you Mario selling Kart? Mario Golf to at this point, right? If you just make a standard golf game, you're selling it to people that the cross section of the population that likes Mario and likes golf. But yeah, if you do I, all this shit, I think the uh, I think the Rush uh, format looks really dope. Uh, where you're where you're playing up against your friends and you're rushing and you're fighting each other and you're trying to get it. Because that way you're not sitting there thinking forever about your shot, and if you are do you for a going? long time, you know there there people are going to pass you. So I actually I really really I dig that that I think that last game mode where it's just like you're you're leveling up your character and doing like little tiny uh, trick shots and different things. I think that'll probably get old pretty quick. Um, I think it's only something you do once anyway, right? You just level your your golfer up and yeah, and you take your me in if you even want yeah. to. Do I that. could do without that, but yeah. I think the um, I think you know playing single player and leveling up your character through the campaign and then using your character on a versus would be pretty cool. I like that it's online as well, mm -hmm. um, so you can just you know queue up and and play with other people. Pretty looks pretty cool. I, I think the like level, 
when it, when we got off the golf course and they're showing all the 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 Mario type levels and the Bowser castles and different. That's cool. That feels like Mario. I I, I think I actually think that looks like fire. To be honest with you. Yeah, because it's not just golf courses, right? You know, they, it's, no. they have that. Like there, you saw them. They were there. They did that in the beginning, and then all of a sudden they're like. You know, now we're in Bowser's Castle. They all look like Mario Kart courses, right? They're kind of crazy. And they have they, they have things on the course that will fuck with you as well. So it's not, it's not just, you know, uh, your standard uh, your standard golf game. So I think it has a much broader appeal. But it's also just a lot more fun. And I think the, um, yeah, I think the versus mode is going to be, uh, well, it will end friendships like any good Mario uh, party game. But, uh, yeah, looking pretty good. So... There you have it, Mario Golf Super Rush, 25th. I'll be reviewing it, so there's no two ways around that. My ass will be playing some Mario Golf without question. Um, oh, I forgot to mention at the beginning, I finished Resident Evil 8, reviewed that. Uh, it's a good game. Play it. Uh, in, one, in, one of the worst, in one of the worst names, on truthfully, in one of the worst names uh, but wildest concepts I've seen in a while, Lies of P. Like the letter P, Lies of P is a dark take on the Pinocchio story that looks like fucking Bloodborne. There's a trailer, um, but you can watch it if you want. I just tell you right now, if you took Bloodborne and you crammed Pinocchio's story into it, that's what you're looking at. Uh, I don't know if the gameplay is going to result in that that very same style, but the name of it, they could have gone with a better name. Lies of P... Is fucking terrible. That's a bad name. They call it bucket of shit. Really, I mean, they could have. Why did they just say lies of Pinocchio? Why is it lies of P? Is it just is it so that people don't necessarily know right away that it's Pinocchio and think that's a kids game? Like what? What what is the purpose? This is terrible. Lies of P. It sounds like a failed drug test. The lies of P. (laughs) (laughs) A John Jones story. <laughs> Pretty much. There you go. That's all I got for game news, which means it's time to sell out Mr. Maximus Black. Patreon.com slash lag TV. Head on over there. Throw money at the screen. If you can't afford to throw money, that's all good. Go over and onto YouTube. Hit the like button. Share it. Leave a comment for the algorithm. Go on the iTunes and Spotify. Leave your reviews. All that fun stuff. Check it out the live streams. Go watch the VOD, even though you watched it on the live stream. Do whatever you got to do, or you can support a sponsor. We got uh, we got NordVPN. If you guys don't have a VPN service, head on over to www.nordvpn.com slash OTT. Get 70% off a two-year term with a bonus month on top of that, a 30-day money-back guarantee. Mm. Use up to six simultaneous devices, so you only need one per household. Super easy to use. Set it up at the click of a button. You can use it on your phone, on your PC. You can hook it up to your router all at once. You can you can virtually use it wherever it is that you want on any device you really want. Um, and you can stay safe and anonymous. Watch different regions of Netflix. Watch region block content. You know, bypass the great China firewall. Yes, it even works in China. So go and pick it up. NordVPN, they're a big supporter of the stream. So whenever you're in the market for a VPN service, head on over to nordvpn.com slash OTT. Use the promo code OTT and, uh, you know, support the stream and hook yourself up. Plus, we got Elgato. If you guys don't already have a stream deck, will you Elgato get one? It's 2021, guys. 
Everybody's getting a stream deck. All the cool kids got one. Adam's got one. I got one. Uh, everybody's got one. Go pick one up. They're actually an amazing piece of content or a piece of hardware so that you can get to your favorite content whenever you want by the click of a button. You know, if you want to open up the podcast, you can have a technical alpha a, a button on there. Uh, you can go to the YouTube channel. You can go over to Adam's uh, War Council website and watch his reviews. You can listen to your favorite music. You can shut down your computer. You can uh, you check out your CPU uh, percentage usage, your GPU. Name it. They can do it. You can hook it up to anything. It's a massive hot, hot, um, uh, a hot key hub. You know, you can macro virtually anything. You can use it in video games. So, you know, if you're playing MMOs and you want to use your fireball, but you've already got that on, you know, every other macro, you know, shift control <laughs> F2, you know, you can do that by the click of a button and have a little tiny thumbnail on of a fireball so that you know exactly what button to press whenever you want. So go check it out. Elgato, they've got tons of products, whether you're in the in it for stream decks, microphones, lighting, capture cards. They've got it all, and it's all high quality. It ain't cheap shit. Um, don't go out there and buy, um, you know, the the uh, the competition that's going to break uh, in T-minus, you know, three tries. Get something that's going to work. Get a quality product and get a product that supports your favorite uh, content providers, which hopefully is us. So you can go and check them out on Elgato. Link is in the description below. That's mm. it. Now, Mr. Black, it's time for... Movies and TV. Got a fair amount in here today, actually. Uh, sadly, only in his mid-50s, Kintaro Mura. I can't. Uh, that's probably not how you pronounce his last name. Uh, the man behind the Berserk manga and one of the most respected mangaka to ever do it passed away from heart issues this week. He had like an aortal tear, like it just went, went out bad. Uh, but yeah, only in his fifties, uh, the internet blown up with support for the family on that one. Of course, so showing respect for one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, and so sadly Berserk is not going to see an end, at least not from its original creator. Uh, and so if you haven't already somehow heard about that, which apparently Cool Cat is not, now you know. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, free guy, as well as the upcoming Marvel Phase 4 Shang-Chi, won't debut on Disney+. Plus. It will be exclusive, both of them exclusive to theaters at its release uh, for some undisclosed period of time. Uh, whether it's going to be the standard release window or a shortened one uh, in theaters. I think most things now are going to like 45 days. You know, it used to be like 90. Now the, the window is closing because of streaming. And we're seeing this a lot more now. Like, there's more confidence um, in the theaters you know, the United States, like almost everybody's getting vaccinated. You know, it's going quick. Um, they're starting to mandate things where you no longer have to wear a mask uh, or social distance if you've had your vaccine. So they're 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 gambling on the fact that by the time these movies come out, um, things will be even more normal and they'll be able to salvage some kind of box office. Obviously, I don't think the theaters are going to be the same really ever again. Um there will still be mega hits. There will still be billion-dollar movies that will come out. But I think they're going to be far few in between. It's not going to be, at least for the foreseeable future, I think it's going to take another two years um, before the theaters start to look normal again. Um, because, you know, certain people just don't feel safe yet. It doesn't matter if they've been, they've had their first shot or all their shots or whatever. There's still going to be fear. Um, and then also, people have gotten out of the habit. You know, we got to start... There's got to be a few major block box uh, blockbusters that got to come out 
to get the average Joe Joette to go into the theater and watch a movie again <laughs> to get to get addicted to that feeling or that to get into that motion again to uh, to be reminded on what they're missing out on. And then there's also some people that realize that they weren't missing out on much where they're like, you know what? I've been watching movies at home for a couple of years and I kind of like not paying $100 for a date night and dealing I, with I can, I can spend $500 for a fucking 70 inch TV that for most people looks perfectly fine. Yeah. They don't care and they're getting a pretty decent experience at home, right? Yeah. I mean, it's you're never going to get that theater experience from home, but some people will opt to just go to very select movies and theaters and they'll no longer want to go and see a comedy in theater or go and see like, you know, a Jason Statham movie, you know, in theater when, you know, you can watch that sort of shit at home and have a va- and have and have just as good of experience and maybe even better. Um yeah, so so yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to be the same for for a long time if ever. Yeah. But uh a lot of these a lot of these um companies now are saying fuck it, we're going into theaters. We got to we got to try and reverse this damage. So we'll see if it works. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, we're still probably honestly until halfway of next year before we really know what yeah, all of this is going to play yeah. out to be like. So, uh lots yeah. more time to go on that one. Uh, continued rumors surrounding where Disney takes Star Wars next. Uh, next has only occasionally, oh, has an only occasionally accurate leaker. Uh, state that Gal Gadot will be playing the leading role as a Sith princess in what sounds like the Skywalkers, but Sith. So it's like following a, um, instead of following Luke on the, the light side, we're, fo- we're following Gal Gadot's story uh, on the Sith side of things. Uh, and, uh, and that also, uh, doubled down that he believes that, uh, Keanu Reeves is going to be playing a Sith King in a film set thousands of years before the prequels. Uh, so those are the two things that he's very adamantly, uh, going on. Now, again, uh, this leaker specifically, while they've been right in the past, it's not exactly a sterling reputation in that regard. Uh, and hasn't been right all the time, but you know what? A Sith story starring Gal Gadot probably would make some money, and you know, Counter Reeves making everyone money, so it's not like it's completely fucking insane to think of it, but, uh, Sounds I don't like know. dog shit, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm just gonna keep it 100. I, I, like I didn't say some... it sounded like good, it just yeah. said uh, make money. I like me some Keanu. I don't want to see him as a Sith King, and I, I, I don't mind me some Gal Gadot. But uh, I'll tell you two faces I'm getting sick of in Hollywood. I'm getting sick of Gal Gadot, and I'm getting sick of uh, what's-her-face, Captain Marvel. Both of them. I'm over oh, both of them. Oh, uh, oh, why can't I think of her name? Exactly. I'm over both. I'm, I'm literally over both of them. Like, uh, I'm just, I, they, they, they don't, they, I don't want to run out and, and watch their movies in theater. I just don't. Um, Brie Larson, yeah. Although Brie Larson can actually act, she's a great actress. Just she's getting Disney-fied, and I'm just like, I'm just checked out of it. Yeah, that's checked fair. out of it. That's fair. And Gal Gadot's just not a good actress. No, she's just she's not. good I'm for sorry. what she needs to do, yeah, but she's, she's not she's not likely to become anything more than that. I think she'd be good enough for Star Wars. I don't think I don't think Star Wars has been laden with fucking, you know, Oscar-worthy acting performances, uh, for, you know, for most of them. But uh, either way, yeah. We'll uh, we'll wait and see which of those rumors, if any, actually become a reality. But God only knows where the fuck Disney is going with with the main movie series. I 
anyone's guess uh, at this point. Just give uh, me shows. Give me just keep it up with the Disney Plus well, that, shows. That's not ending any anytime soon. That's yeah, just give me give me those. Make sure Kevin Feige is part of this shit and uh, Trevero and and uh, uh, or sorry, tra- uh, 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 tra- Trevero and 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 just keep just keep pumping out those Mandalorian type show, shows that are short and concise. Mm. Uh, and I'll fucks with that. But these movies, that mo- the movie shit. Or Favreau. Favreau, Thank you. yeah, Favreau. Favreau. I knew I I knew I was I was about to say Favreau, but I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And uh but uh yeah, if I fucks with those guys, I don't fucks with the movies, man. I'm over them shits. Yeah. Star Wars is becoming uh Halo for me. That's what that's it's starting to become Halo for me. Okay. Fair ball. Fair ball. Yeah, I mean I I I I love you know, I I I won't say I love, I like I like the TV show format. But for Star Wars, I still kind of enjoy the movie format, uh, even though I've I've only passively enjoyed the recent films. Um, some of them better than others. Like Rogue One, I think is probably the best showing oh, yeah, that they had. Yeah. Um, so you know, I yeah, but we'll see. Uh, hopefully, yeah, you know, like you said, you know, they got they got better people behind the helm in a lot of these instances now. So hopefully, we can get uh, some better results uh, out of them as well. Dave Batista was also hoping for better results, Mr. Black, as it was uh, as it came out, and he he had admitted it as well earlier this week that uh, he passed on a role in Fast and the Furious Six. This, this is a while ago now, Fast and the Furious Six, uh, so that he could pitch a Gears of War movie, and we all know how that went. The Gears of War movie did not happen. Fast and the Furious went on to be a very very sizable franchise that continues to be sizable. But I gotta respect the effort. He wanted to have a Gears of War movie happen. He li- he likes the the, uh, the 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 games. He likes the universe. He wants to make it happen. You know, and for some people it pays off. You know, Henry Cavill went and, and advocated for The Witcher, and all of a sudden Henry Cavill's The Witcher. Uh, but uh, did not work out that way for me, uh, Mr. Dave Bautista. Uh, not like he's hurting right now. He's in a lot of movies. I think, but uh, I think you're gonna probably see Dave Bautista in another Fast and the Furious movie in the future. Probably. Yeah. Why not? Get him while he can still be on all this testosterone. You know, get him get him in there. Uh, and let's see here. Last up, we've got AT&T and Discovery have announced that Warner Media will be merging uh, merging with Discovery in a roughly $43 billion deal. It combines Warner Media's premium entertainment, sports, and news assets with the Discovery's entertainment and sports business. This mutter, uh, this merger muddies the waters for uh, for other divisions like the comic books and gaming divisions. We're still not a, I don't think we're hundred percent sure how some of these are going to pan out. Uh, the company will partially own DC Comics and the rights to all of its IP, and only portions of. So there are two things, two rumors floating around right now. Uh, only portions, one being that only portions of Warner Bros. Games assets will be sold off, including uh, included as part of the deal. And not to move to this new company. Uh, this would involve games like Mortal Kombat, the Batman Arkham series, Lord of the Rings, etc. Uh, but a, the latest rumor I could find was that all of the game assets will be moved to the new merged company. So we don't know exactly yet, uh, but that's happening. But it's also throwing up questions for like, what will this mean for current subscribers to AT&T and like in terms of HBO content and all this other shit. So that's all muddied whatever. 
Uh, but what do we uh, know? I'm sure you know uh, a bit about this as well. What do we know about like the uh, what this means for DC movies and and stuff, if anything? I, I I've I watched a couple videos on this, and people aren't really a hundred percent sure exactly what's going to happen yet. It's it's um, the deal. The deal has been uh, agreed upon, but um, apparently they're forming like all the shareholders are now getting shares to this new company, and it, they're for, they're formulating a new team, and um, nobody really knows exactly how it's going to be. It's going to be ran or what IPs are doing what. So, and it, this deal could take a minimum six months to go through, but likely could take up to two years. Yeah, yeah. So, because they got to go through a whole bunch of regulate, uh, regulatory shit, and um, it's it's going to be a long thing, but it's 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 a big deal. Um, but we just don't know enough yet. It just kind of got just announced. And yeah. It, yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, uh, I think, yeah, they were saying their best estimates is that the earliest it's likely to close is sometime next year. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, like you said, there's a lot of properties involved, a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of things to go over regulatory and otherwise. So big, big, big deal for me, $43 billion deal. And it would make a massive entertainment like merger. I mean, that's, that's discovery, discovery and, and HBO under the same umbrella would be, uh, an enormous value proposition as a TV package or a streaming package, whatever direction they take this in. Um, you know, that's a lot of, a lot of value that you could get there. So we'll have to wait and see. We have to see what else comes out of that as time moves forward. But, uh, that's it for movies and TV. Unless you've got something, Mr. Black. I got nothing. Yeah, no, there wasn't really anything that we haven't watched anything new. Nothing really new has popped up to, uh, to watch. And so pretty much just whatever, which means it's time for X support. Patreon.com slash light TV is the place to go. If you want to financially support this podcast, uh, then that's exactly where you do it. And for $10 or more per month, amongst other things, you can also ask us questions on a post I put up before the podcast each and every week called Tech Support. And we answer as many of those as we can in the time that we have. Let's see what we got going on this week. Alexa says, with the summer looking like it's going to be more and more normal, what have you guys missed the most since the pandemic started? What do you look forward to get back to the most? I mean, we've answered this question a million times. You know what? The the summer, the thing about the summer here is it's not looking like it's going to go back to normal. No, no, it's not. Actually, um, we're, we're probably going to be fucked for the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, and, then, yeah. and then it'll probably get normal come around Christmas yeah. time. Yeah, the the thing because the thing here is that 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 for better or worse, and honestly, it's for the better uh, in in general, is that our provincial government is good about actually obeying the laws of science. And when the numbers come in and say we shouldn't be opening up, they're not opening up. Uh, and when the numbers say we should be clamping down, they clamp down. And we were hoping that we'd be able to get to a normal summer with these restrictions, and we might have like a quasi open. Ish and by open, I mean we can go to a neighboring fucking zone within the province as people who live within the province. I mean that's what we're talking about here. Not not anything more than that. Um, that's a a maybe. But the problem is is that when they opened up for Easter weekend, it really spiraled out of control, and there were way more cases than they thought going into making this lockdown happen. Um, you know, Dr. Strang said, look, to be honest, uh, we obviously had way more spread than we thought there was going to be. And so the numbers are taking way longer to come down than we thought they were going to. And that's where we're at right now. The numbers are going down. 
uh, thankfully. Um, you know, not without deaths. You know, we're having a lot more, you know, and for us, more deaths than we ever had leading up to this point. Uh, but, you know, that's kind of what we're looking at. So we're not likely to have the summer that we should have had because we desperately wanted to have an open Easter weekend. Um, but, uh, here we are. So, yeah, I mean, but otherwise we've already mentioned stuff, you know, we both want to just get out, spend time with family. That's the number one, the number one thing for sure. Um, (laughs) Seth asks, what's the, what's the craziest troll that you've ever had pop up on your stream? You ever had? We've both had lots of crazy you know, trolls. I've had, yeah, I've had tons of trolls. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't know. I. I mean, there was a guy that. Uh, I mean, you know what? I'm gonna go with suicidal Zerg, man. Yeah, he's I'm gonna a troll. Go with suicidal Zerg. He's a troll. He. We love him. But like, I mean, I remember. I remember when I used to have the notification stuff. Like there would be. Uh, um, goat noises, screams, fucking, uh, weeboo music. And I mean, it was just nonstop. The guy was trolly as fuck. So I got to give, I got to give a shout out to my man, suicidal Zerg, um, for being, for being the troll, for being the troll we love. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I've had a few. The problem, the the problem is, is that some are like troll trolls, like suicidal, or is definitely uh, you know high up on the list for sure. Um, and then there are some people that are just legitimately they they have mental illness and they're just you know they're they, it comes across as being a troll, but they're not being a troll. They they just legitimately they're on the internet. And some people that's actually a problem that I've come into multiple times now on my stream is no offense to my mods and stuff. It's just, it, everyone kind of has an e-jerk reaction like this sometimes, but I feel like a lot of people in the internet have the base assumption that everyone's a troll if they're, if they're being what they consider trolly. And the reality is, is that because I think a lot of people think that in their mind, everyone on the internet is close to their age and, and like their cognitive abilities are all the same, et cetera, et cetera. It's all the same shit. The problem is, is that that's not the reality of it. The internet's a pretty big fucking place. A lot of people online that aren't in that, in, uh, that situation. And so you get, you get people that will like just jump on and just shit down the neck of, of people immediately. And, and I've had to now at least three times in the last year claw back on, on chat, getting a little too crazy with it because, and it's only because I worked with kids that had a wide range of um, stuff, whether it was like Asperger's and, or, or other developmental issues or socially, social developmental issues and things of that nature that I can recognize sometimes when somebody not trolling, but actually just, that's just them. Uh, and, uh, so that's, that's actually be more of a problem for me than anything. I don't get a lot of troll trolls on the channel anymore. Um, you know, suicidal is definitely still occasionally a troll, but I've, I've curbed, I've curbed him years ago, years ago. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I've had, I've had my fair share, but none are like really crazy standouts, uh, in that regard. Uh, let's see. (laughs) 
<laughs> Fuck, Dapier. I'm not reading- I am not- Dapier, I'm not reading your shitty dad joke on on the air. You tried, but I'm not reading your damn dad joke on the- <laughs> on the air. Uh, let's see. Jorbach, are there any particular community moments, either lag TV or your own individual streams, that you fondly remember? Uh, I mean, my- my wedding. It's pretty- it's a pretty big one. Um, yeah, pretty big, pretty, pretty big, pretty, pretty memorable one, pretty memorable, pretty big. Um, uh, I, I, when I had the 23,000 viewer chain mail shit on League of Legends, that was a big one. That was, that was wild. Uh, when I, when I stabbed my TV and it was the most anticlimactic thing known on Twitch history, that was also that memorable. So and when I did my sushi togi, uh, toga, that was also, yeah, going memorable. to, going to go get sushi in a toga for what was it like eight grand or some stupid yeah. amount of money yeah um uh yeah i mean for as far as like lag tv stuff goes i mean we have all sources uh, of, of stuff the original lag tv meetup in montreal oh yeah that was good yeah was fucking nuts uh drinking an like an entire bottle of bourbon at 11 o'clock in the morning out of red cups and in, in kentucky's uh apartment or not apartment uh, uh hotel room hotel. uh and then basically just going bar hopping for the rest of the day um that's when we met fathom that's where we met french adam uh for the first time he showed up for that he he popped over and and uh and bless him he's one of my favorite people in the world now yeah he's cool um, man a lot yeah he's he's a winner um so that was an event for sure it was also funny that t is randomly fucking popped up out of the woodwork when we were in fucking that's <laughs> just yep i told the story a million times but the funniest part about diz showing up was that when he decided to disappear again like he showed up he was there for a couple of bar hops and then he was like all right all right pimp i'm heading out um, I'm, I got this place got to be You're like, all right. So he heads out and then like on like the, we were going home at this point. It was like two o'clock in the morning or some shit. We were going home and we somehow managed to run into him again. We were walking up the street. He was coming down a hill from somewhere and he had no shoes on and he had no shirt and he had wax all over him. It was fucking weird. He looked like he just got in a fight with, with, I don't even know what it was just a weird BDSM dungeon. And as it turns out, that's kind of where he accidentally ended up. <laughs> where he was like, he was hammered. He was like, Pimp, Pimp, I don't know what just happened. I don't want it to, I went into this bar and it was crazy. There was a lot of people. Suddenly I was surrounded by these girls and they were pouring hot wax on me and it hurt like a son of a bitch, but I kind of liked it for a bit. Then I left, but I couldn't hold on much longer. I left and I left my shoes. I don't know where my shoes are. So he's just no shirt, no shoes. Walking down the street, two o'clock in the morning in Montreal, and then he disappeared into the night again. And that was like one of the last times I saw T. Diz in my life. I don't think I've actually seen him in person since. Cool. So that was an eventful day, uh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, uh, I mean, I would say, I would say the first time. I mean, man, the standout stuff for, like, the community stuff with Lag TV, building the website was wild. That was an interesting time. That was, like, that was pretty nuts. The Minecraft uh, server, the Minecraft server was was crazy with the boys running that. Yeah, that, was, that was fun. 
<clears throat> that was fucking nuts. Jaded Wolf and 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 crew. Mm-hmm. Um, man, um, our fundraisers were all bangers. The early fundraisers were were definitely bangers uh, for sure. We, I mean, we made we raised a shitload of money with almost no viewers in comparison to other events. So the, the community showed up huge for those uh, for those days. Um. For me and my own community, I would say the creation, the year that shitty games done slow just so happened to like, it just happened. You know, Brian and I just started hanging out again for the first time after years uh, of not spending time uh, together. And then we were playing games and somebody was like, hey, why don't you play this shitty fucking game? We're like, you're going to pay us to do that. And just like, just like when cheese fails, where it just happened to like happen. It just happened. And now shitty games done slow. I, I missed it. I didn't get to do it last year. It's one of my favorite times of the year. You get together with with uh, with Brian and play fucking terrible video games, which would only be fun doing it with a friend you've had for 20 fucking years. Uh, because doing it by yourself would be torturous. At least when you're tortured with other people, you can laugh about it later. Uh, and so that's, you know, that's been lovely. Um, and... Uh, but I would say probably the pinnacle of all the stuff for lag TV, like specifically with like the, the, the memories I have in my mind are all in the, in the original days, Jeff's old apartment that was the 180% humidity at all times. The floors were sticky. The doorknobs were sticky. The, every, the walls were sticky. Everything was sticky. Just humidity, cat hair everywhere. Cause he had max uh, at that stage. And so the humidity on the floor, max hair, everywhere. it was just that everything was just damp, but, and it was like 40 trillion degrees in that apartment for some reason, like so hot. You'd think the heat would dry the room, but it didn't. And, <laughs> and still to this day, but back then, every time we had to do anything, we had to use, instead of a screwdriver, we had to use a fucking kitchen knife. Cause there wasn't a screwdriver in the fucking apartment building. Uh, Dude, my favorite, my favorite is uh, <laughs> is uh, when we did Shadow of the Colossus, man. When when you came over my Dude, house, oh my god, we were dead. We fucking played that shit from start to finish. Yes. I'd never played it before, and we just started dying. Take Dude, her for shit, a rip. Take her for a rip, bud, and we just fucking. Which died. is not nearly as funny as we thought it was, but when we, at the time, after all those hours, it was so early in the morning, and it didn't matter, every time one of us said it, it was just, just fucking crying. Crying. Laughing. Do we still have that VOD somewhere, or is that gone to the wind? Oh, it's probably gone with the whole purge. Oh, what a fucking magical time that was for anyone that was there for that. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's definitely a... That's definitely a peak moment for sure. And you know, yeah. another fun one that was offline was when we built your sound booth in your mm. old home. Yes. Was fun. That was an experience. And instead of take her for a rip, the thing we just was the cream. The cream. Uh, the cre- every- mm, the cream. <laughs> the cream. And then we have cream shirts. And have now we have cream. Shirt. Now we have cream T-shirts. Like it, that, all of that happened offline. None of it happened on camera. It was two grown-ass men in their like their thirties, fucking for like twelve straight hours, like building shit. But we were just no other. I don't like we barely talked to each other the whole time. The only words that came out of our mouth cream. was the cream of the crop. Like every yeah. fucking oh yeah. It was just macho man isms for like twelve hours. <laughs> it was fucking Good stupid. Times. Good times. So yeah, that was 
that was pretty funny. So there you go. There's 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 some bangers. Uh, that was it was pretty good. <laughs> um, oh, last one: the Halo realization that unfortunately never came right. to be. That was pretty fun on the pod for a podcast specific one. The Halo realization mm. with uh, with uh, with Ninja when we realized when he went to Mixer and we went, wait a minute, Halo is coming, and we were like, my God, it was like the greatest epiphany of all time. Uh, but unfortunately, Mixer dropped the ball on that one. So uh, yeah, they died yeah. before Halo even came out. So. Yeah. Swing and a miss. Yep. Um. Oh, fuck. Okay. Dan Jim asks, would you rather have all traffic lights that you ever approach be green or never have to stand in line again? Never have to stand in line again. Oh, I'll take that one all day. Yeah, that's such an easy one. I can, I, dude, I don't give a fuck about the red and green lights, you know? I don't, I, you know, I'm not in a rush all the time to go places. But lineups, oh. whether whether you're at the grocery store, fuck the theater, the the restaurants, and you're fucking starving, you know, just anything in general. Line suck. DMV. I mean, the the list goes on and on and on. The worst thing about grocery stores is is that there are there they never move fast enough for the lines to not awkwardly end up like in the fucking aisles, and so you're constantly people trying to walk across you through the lines and, like, get around you, and people, like, don't know where the lines start and stop, so you have to, like, sometimes awkwardly be like, no, you can't cut in front of me. You're like, oh, sorry, I didn't know the line started here. Like, because there's only, like, three fucking, like, yep. tills open at any given time. Yep. And so, yeah, I, I, I would take the, the no line uh, all day, for sure. I mean, it's annoying when you hit, like, when I take M to work sometimes... It's annoying when we hit every fucking light between here. I mean, that's that fucking, and it's, it turns yellow, but it turns yellow at the time where you can't just fucking make it through. Yeah. And you want to kill somebody and you know, that that's, that's bad, but lineups are, are, are so much worse. Um, time tricks asks, what are some of the biggest issues that people don't prepare for when they buy or move into a new house? Um, say that one more time. What are this? What are some of the things, uh, or some of the biggest issues that people don't prepare for when they buy or move into a home? Furniture. <laughs> you don't think about how expensive that is. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You're like, oh yeah, we'll fill this up, and then you realize how expensive it is, and then like all of your old furniture just doesn't fit in the places that you that you that it fit before. Um, so that's definitely the biggest thing is is furniture filling the fucking house. That's that's something that a lot of people don't consider, and I think a lot of people also don't consider um, heating the house. Um, you don't realize, especially if you live in Canada, where you know, and or here in Nova Scotia, where it's you know, it's six expensive. months, actually more than six months, probably probably eight months out of the year, you're running your heat. You're using heat, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you're like, oh yeah, my mortgage payments are this, my insurance is that, you know, and then you know, heat bill is like, oh my god. In the winter time, you're like, oh my god. Like our our peak winter bill, we get we usually get one. Uh, our worst one every year is twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. So it's six hundred dollars a month for for power. Yeah. 
That's yeah, that insane. Shit gets, that shit gets bad. That's insane. You know, like a a a not so bad power bill here is for us is like five fifty six hundred bucks. That's like the lowest it gets. Yeah. I would say I would say the things that people don't prepare for are, um, even though you know they're coming, or the things that you don't think about right off the rip when you're doing your calculations for stuff, property taxes, uh, house insurance, all the kind of stuff you don't think about. A lot of people just think about it all as if you lumped it all into your mortgage, right? They think, oh, just the mortgage is this, and so this is the cost of me having this house. But it's upkeeping the house, any repairs that need to be done, the insurance yep. for the house, the the tax, you know, uh, the property tax uh, that, that you might have to have for the house. Maybe your house is on, you know, like here where you have like uh, drainage uh, at the water commission you have to pay in certain areas of the city um, uh, for, uh, you know, as, as a minor tax. So there's all sorts of that stuff that will kind of creep up on you and... And when all the house shit goes, shit breaks and shit gets bad. Yeah. And and maintenance, man, you don't have a landlord that's going to go, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll come fix that. Yeah. It's on you. You got to, you know, you got a leak in the roof. You got a, you know, an appliance that dies, a hot water tank that blows up fucking, you know, really anything. Light yeah, you bulb, deal go out, like whatever, like, you know, shit adds up. So, you know, those are the things I'd, I'd say that, that you know, hit, people get hit with the most. And when you, when you're going in, if you have a real estate agent, they tend to do most of that legwork for you. But asking about things like when was the last time the roof was replaced? You know, what, how old are the windows in the house? If this isn't a new construction, of course, then, you know, how, when was the last time the roof was replaced? When were the, uh, when are, you know, how old are the windows, stuff like that? Um, you know, uh, cause that, that shit, can be bad too. Like, let's say if you don't ask that question and you're just buying a house, uh, site unseen, and then you're in a situation where the roof needs to be redone. The roof is a fucking expensive thing to just fucking pop on top of whatever you just bought the house for. I mean, you're looking at like, you know, you can be paying 15 plus thousand dollars to try to put a new roof on. So, yep. Uh, you know, things like that. It's just be aware of the, of the extra expenses that you might not be thinking about ahead of time. Furniture for sure is definitely one a lot of people don't think about, but most people when they buy a home, they they bring their bed and they've got like a couch and a TV and then like like utensils and that's the show. Uh, and not everyone's in a rush to fill the whole home, with, you know, full full of furniture, but it's something that you don't think about. And I often I often try and tell people if you're going to buy a place, just buy a place that's you know big enough. Don't fucking go too crazy because the bigger you go, the more you fill the house full of shit. The more room you have, you might think, "Oh, it's nice to have this spare room or whatever the fuck." You are going to fill that shit full of something. Whether you're going to be like, "Oh, well, I have the storage, so I'll just keep buying shit." And then eventually it ends up in the one room in the house that's just storage. Or you have like fucking, you know, you got this big wall and so now we have to fill it full of shelves and knickknacks and fucking just like freaking great. It's nuts. Like when I moved into that first place, it was only 1900 square feet. Lord have mercy on my soul. The amount of money spent to fill every fucking corner of that house to make it feel like a home. Yep. Huh? Trust me. I know <laughs> it's going to be a no for me, dog. Uh, all right. So let's see here. What else we got here? Um, Mark Furry asks, other than graphics cards, uh, has there been anything that you haven't been able to get that you wanted to get recently? Man, 
I just want I just want to go to a restaurant and get some sushi, man. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's it, man. I'm a basic guy right now. That's all I want. That's yeah. it. Pretty much anything you can buy online, you know, it just it brings to your fucking house. It's 2021. Um, it's it's that it's that restaurant experience, just sitting down and just eating some sushi. Yeah. Chilling outside of my house. That's you know? it. That's what I want. That's it. Give me all that. Uh Nick Winters asks, this comes in from Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Winters. Uh, have you seen Bridgerton and was it at the behest of your significant other? What did you think? I haven't I think, seen Bridgerton. I haven't seen it, but I think Kayla watched it. Yeah. But I haven't, I haven't watched it. No. So I don't have an opinion. Hmm. Volkus asks, just heard that Ford has unveiled their electric F-150 and calling it Lightning. They've used the Lightning branding before on the uh, on their trucks, so that's not shocking. Uh, had you guys heard and any thoughts on it? They're doing pre-orders now for 2022 delivery. I heard about it. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to buy a truck. I have no reason to. I'm not like some people that just buy a truck to have a truck, you know, the only reason I'm going to buy a truck is if I actually have a utility reason to own a truck. Yeah. Otherwise, what the fuck are you doing with your time and money? Um, not to mention fucking up the roads for no reason. You dick. We really need to, like, install or, or have tax based on vehicle weight and shit to curb how many people are just driving around in fucking F-150s, F-250s and shit. Like, it's nuts. We get, the problem is that everything got so fuel efficient now that people are like, oh, well, if this, if this truck is getting me 25 miles to the gallon now, fuck it, I'll just buy a truck. Nobody's a fucking, like, they're not like, it's not like they're doing, doing, uh, you know, construction work or they're hauling shit around between properties or anything. They're not doing any of that. They're like, I'm going to my office job in my F-150. People like trucks, man. Some people like trucks. Some people go to their office job in a Ferrari, right? Yeah, well, that's fine. The Ferrari doesn't fuck up the road like an F-150 does. The, you, and, and you also have four fucking Ferraris per 400,000 fucking F-150s. It's not, like, it's not like you're worried about the Ferrari fucking up the road where everyone has to pay taxes to maintain the roads. You know, I just, it's just fucking nuts. But no, I mean, I, it's uh, congratulations to Ford. Uh, good luck. Um, it'll be fun to see, you know, the lightning versus the, the, uh, what's it called from Tesla? What do they call it? Cyber truck. The cyber truck. Both of those lightning and cyber truck fucking weird ass. Futuristic. Super futuristic. Um, (laughs) Stephen Hopkins asks, I've always respected how you guys can have heated disagreements, but still be boys at the end of the day. It's called being an adult, by the way. You should try it sometime. Uh, it's a challenging thing out here right now. I know in social media it's difficult to be able to uh, to have disagreements with somebody. And, uh, you know, that's... Uh, but it's called being an adult. And more people should probably try that sometime. Uh, my question to each of you is this. What uh, is something that the other believes that you just can't understand? Uh, like an agree-to-disagree kind of a situation, I guess, is what he's getting at. Um... I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's probably several. 
Yeah. I think, I think, you know, politically and religiously, we probably are not on the same spectrum, but, um, I think we're both voting for the same people. Pretty sure. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. I suppose. We, we differ. We differ where we are on the spectrum, but we're both lib- neither, neither of us are hard nosed conservative for God's sake. No, I'd say we're, I'd say we're, 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 I'm, I'm definitely more conservative than you are, but I'm, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I still teeter left. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't I, know if, if the if the if if there is the right the right person on the right side they could sway they could sway me, um, but I've voted yeah. conservative in the past. I I, <laughs> I really I just but like from a policy perspective, I lean further liberal than I do conservative on average. At least as the parties stand right now, fucking Lord knows they could flip at any given moment. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I have, I have no, pull, I have no, yeah. uh, the thing know. is, is I, I don't need to agree with Adam on everything. I respect his opinion. So yeah. like it, or, or his beliefs, it doesn't, it, it doesn't affect me. It's just like what it's like, whatever I'm not, you know, I'm just, I'm like that with everybody. I don't, whatever makes you happy. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Uh, I don't really care. That's right. Buy an F-150. There you go. Drive it to your office job. You cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Logan. <laughs> All right, well, let's go. One more. Yeah, it's let's last go. one. It's last one. This, this is the last one. Yeah. Uh, I just learned about the Theodore uh, 2, uh, uh, the Halifax boat this week. What hilarious or cool. They sold that thing actually not long ago. Um, what hilarious or cool features would uh, you have on your yacht if you owned one? <laughs> the Theodore the tugboat shit was, was dope for kids. I'm sad that we sold that thing. I don't know if it's going to stay in the harbor or not. But what would uh, I have on my yacht? I mean, don't don't yachts already have just about everything you could want anyway? I'm, I'm guessing if he's saying like Theodore, like what kind of like non traditional oh. shit would you have on your yacht? I I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Fucking arcade. I'd have an arcade on my mm. yacht. Uh, full, full blown, full blown arcade. Man, if I own a yacht. I'm hiring a personal sushi chef. <laughs> there you go. And on go. the top, on the top deck, you know, out on the back, have the you know little little session of sushi eating. My private sushi chef that I hire for, you know, twenty five hundred dollars a day, because I can, because I own a yacht. Fuck you. I also own a Ford F one fifty. So five. One of them's on my yacht. I just parked it there. Dude, just I got a motherfucking truck, man. Stop. <laughs> Fuck Bro, off. you use it. You yeah, fucking yeah. have several properties in which you actively move shit between. You don't hop in the truck and go for a joyride for like seven hours just no, to fucking get the truck. I don't. Uh, you use yours. You, you are not in that category. You're not going to like your office job pushing pencils for a living and parking a fucking like Ford F-150 or 250 outside like a super diesel and then fucking get... That's not, you're not in that category, but yeah, that's, there you go. Personal sushi chef and arcade. What's what arcade cabinets are in your, in your arcade, Jeff? All classics, man. I'm getting street fighter, mortal Kombat, turtles in time. I'm going to have pinball, old pinball machines. You better put uh, fucking NBA jam tournament edition in there. Why not? NBA? Yes. I'll have them all. DDR machine. Mm. Uh, you know, some foosball. Do you have the punch machine? No, no, we keep the punch machine off there. We keep we no punch machine. <laughs> no punch machine. People get stupid. People get stupid around those punch machines. Bro, there are so many videos of people like hitting and like somebody's standing next to them 
and just, just missing the bag whap. and just what? <laughs> yep, or smack in the fucking machine itself, like with the, like they throw a punch and they just miss and hit the fucking plastic just or metal punch behind. Punch the fucking metal behind me. No, that ain't it. We did fuck around with that one a lot though at the theater back in the day. It was it was kind of fun. I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of fun. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. That's the Technical Alpha Podcast this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with more video game news and movie news and us talking about punch machines. Uh, but until next week, guys, stay safe out there. Thank you once again for stopping by. We hope uh, you uh, are all getting your 5G as soon as humanly possible. And until then, stay the fuck at home. Peace! Peace.